Ladies and gentlemen, up until now you've seen the creature perform the simple mechanics of motor activity, but for what you are about to see next, we must enter quietly into the realm of genius. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, damen und herren, from what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues, may I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town. Hit it! The, the, the Sketchomatic Show. Right back again, the Sketcho Show podcast, first episode of the year, yeah. 2023. Super amped about this one. Sketchy, sketchy. It's a scintillating Seropian situation happening here. But before I get into it, I want to quickly go over some of the changes that are going to be happening on the Sketcho Show podcast as of this year of 2023. When I first started the podcast. Yes, I went in hard with the sound effects. I went in crazy with the walk-ups and the reintroduction and then the re-reintroduction of each special guest. Enough of that. Enough's enough. I'm going to just be jumping right in. As I always say, let's dive in. I'm just going to be diving right into each guest's interview slash conversation right off top. Okay, so... Kind of sketchy. Let's just keep that in mind moving forward, ladies and gentlemen. But getting back to my special guest this week, my first special guest of 2023 on the Sketcho Show podcast. A dear friend, a longtime friend, well over, well, probably two decades by now. Wow. And I'm excited because he's taught me quite a lot. This man has a shrewd sense of mentality, and I only mean that in the best way possible. He judges a person's character and is able to place it and assess it and give me a verdict within mere seconds. I mean, this guy is like has an old soul, and yet he's like my younger brother. It is my distinct pleasure and honor to present to you DJ Vic One wow. Vic on the Sketcho <laughs> Show podcast. What an intro, bro. Wow. Thank you. Wow. wow. Did I do good? No, that was good. You're the second person today to say you're an old soul. Yes. You're the, you, you are. Wow, that was really... Um, you are. I've always said that to, about you. Though. No, I, but two in one day is a lot. Yeah, Usually yeah. it comes like Who once... Who was the first or today? Uh, just today. some other guy I was on the phone yeah, with yeah. and he's like, you're an old soul yeah, there, man. Wow. You are. I don't know that, what it is, Vic, you've been here before, man. I guess. Yeah. I guess so, man. And you've always been like that. It's not like it just happened, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, now being like a bit older and then hearing it when I was younger, like in my 20s, having people be like, you're an old soul. Like, yeah, that's, man. That's crazy. Yeah. I really appreciate you being <laughs> on, Vic. You're my first guest of 2023, this bro. This is a big thing to get started into in the yeah. new year, you know? You, when was the last time you did a podcast? Hmm... I did one, I think it was called Dad Talk. Yeah, it was called Dad Talk maybe a year ago, a year and some change ago. Okay, so it's been a minute. Vic One, formerly of Big Boy's Neighborhood, and formerly before that, over at Power 106. We have a lot of radio history roots, you and I, together. Absolutely, and yeah. I want to get into some of that, you know, And uh, but before all the radio stuff, I yeah. just want to ask you, how are you, Vic? It's been a minute since I've seen you. Man, I am doing really good. Probably last time I saw you was June of last year, yeah. maybe, or, yeah, no, June. Uh, I'm doing really good, man, really good. Uh, things are moving in a very forward progression in my life yeah. uh i just uh purchased my first home with my really? wife really yeah yeah 
yeah, yeah. Where? What city? I'll tell you okay, later. Okay. But We're yeah, gonna tell that on yeah, podcast yeah, air. Yeah, Copy but that. yeah, we just did. Uh, yeah, we just yeah. got our first house, so we're super excited about that. Yeah, well, that's a big move, right? Yeah, there. we've been saving for a long, long, long time. And I've been shout renting. out to Mrs. Soropia. Yeah, you know? for sure. So we've been saving forever. So yeah, man, we're really excited. It was time to, uh, even though the market's crazy. You and, see what I mean? And you're not even forty yet, are you? I am oh, 40. Oh, you just turned 40 last year, right? No, I'm 42. Oh, okay. No, I'm 42. Oh, you are? See, okay, 42. I, always, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. still can't place you past 38. No, ever. no, no, no. Like, I'm 42. You're always going to be 38 to me. <laughs> I'm a proud 42. Yeah, I, man. You rock I, it well. Yeah, I shouldn't be like uh, whatever right. old man or no, whatever. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 45 in I'm just grown. a couple of weeks, bro. I'm grown, yeah, yeah, I'm a grown-ass old. I'm old, bald, and ugly now, Vic. No, okay. you're it's just... Um, Ugly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's no, true. man. No, but the thing is, is we do what we love. Yes. So it keeps you in good spirits. You look good. You're, you don't look, your skin doesn't look crazy. Well, I stopped drinking, you know, as you well know, I stopped doing all the crazy shit. So it's helped. But still, you do what you love. So yeah. it's not in like, radio for sure. The radio keeps you young and music in general keeps you young. Yeah. And I want to talk about your musical background. You have such a vast knowledge of not only hip hop, but all open format music, it seems like you've DJed from, okay, I want to get into Young Vic One, yep. and I want to ask you off top, and, and then I want to get into what you're doing now. Obviously, you, you went from being in radio uh-huh. to, I mean, during even during radio, well well before your departure from radio, you were, you were working for LA Kings, yep. and I have a lot to talk about that with you, because obviously you brought me in at the time when it was Staples Center. Before yeah. we switched over to Crypto.com Arena, yeah. we did a intro for the Kings and that you brought me in. And now because of you, now I'm going to bring this up later, but I just kind of want to give the, all 10 people listening to this podcast a little preview of the things that you and I share in, in uh, not only in work, but just in general. Like, you know my style of producing mm-hmm. and you've thought of me for so many things. And one of those things was the LA Kings intro, which ultimately evolved into me getting in with Fred Rogan. Wow. On yeah. the challenge on NBC4 LA. Yeah. That's because of you, Vic. That's crazy. Okay? Yeah. If, that's the element that I have to point out and give credit where credit's due. Now, even though you weren't involved in that particular project, yeah. it's because of your connection of me doing the LA Kings intro, which never, the, the original version, which never actually played, but I gave that to Fred because he's a big LA Kings fan. Right. And Fred was just on uh, the podcast on episode 15. This is ah. episode 20, by the way. Wow. Yeah. So you're you're a nice round 20, brother. I love it. I um, love it. But yeah, man, there, there's so much history and there's so much uh, knowledge you, you've dropped throughout our friendship. Thank you. On yeah. me. And I've learned so much from you. And um, I mean, I, there, I can go all over the place here. And there's a lot of digressing, sidegressing in this podcast, but I, I try to keep it on track. Yeah. But like I said, we'll bring all that up later. But then you going from radio to DJing for LA Kings, for the LA Kings, DJing for uh, uh, LA Galaxy, which is LA's soccer team out here. Yeah. And then you also do the LA Chargers. Yeah. And what else? Um, so those are the main ones. Uh, I've done a lot of big, like bowl games, like soccer games. Actually, I've done a lot of stuff. I used to do UCLA football. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of big soccer games, sporting events. Yeah. Like, but, uh, the bigger ones have been soccer for the most part for now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've done like big Rose bowl games and then big soccer games at SoFi. Uh, I just signed up to, uh, I can't mention the organization, but I'm pretty right. much curating their 
it's not the NFL, but it's another style of kind of football. Okay. There's a bunch like of rugby? Di- No, no, okay. it's like a football. It's just not as uh, like uh, popular as a NFL. I There's other uh, like leagues. Okay. Um. So I'm curating their pretty much like their um playbook pretty much how to run wow. the music it's like from, your choreography choreographer of the playlist i'm outlining yeah. if somebody's never done a game before yeah. i'm um creating the outline to do a game and i'm also putting together like packs of kind of what to do and um that's dope, man yeah it's cool so um that's kind of the reason why i wanted to i know we'll talk about the radio stuff but sure. that, like i was getting more involved with yeah. these brands and companies and people that uh really saw me more than just a dj that's why i was like i kind of feel like i had to kind of leap and lean more mm-hmm. in the sports world in the stadium space in the arena space because yeah it's still like navigating inside of like the stadium and working with people of course you got a massive team uh, of people working in those uh those stadiums and arenas yeah man it's a trip i I, it's pretty dope to see you like rise above and and really uh, harness your knowledge and 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 apply it of course i want to get into all that and we're going to dive deep into sure the different the different realms that you now occupy, Vic One. But as I said at the beginning, I want to rewind and go back to early Vic One. Vic, if you never got into DJing, what do you think Vic Seropian, Vic One, would be doing? He wouldn't be uh, the Vic One. He'd be no. I would be cooking. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I, I would be some chef Seropian. I would be some kind of chefin. Wow. Because I realized, uh, like growing up. Mm-hmm. When we eventually got cable in my house, which was like when I was like a teenager. That I was a big deal. I didn't grow up with cable. Same, same, bro. So I'd watch like MTV, BET. I didn't have box. any of that either. So, <laughs> but the biggest channel for me mm. when I go back and look was like the food channel oh, and travel channel. That's crazy. Because they show Yeah, they show cooking shows. <laughs> yeah, and whatnot, yeah, right? yeah, Isn't yeah. that where Anthony Bourdain originally started? Yeah, was, exactly. Right, right. Travel channel low-key is better for food than the food network interesting yeah. now it's just all paranormal stuff you no know, but they still do they some do of food. the yeah some of it oh um, yeah you're right you're right yeah you're right. uh but yeah i mean like guy fieri oh, and like yeah, all man. those like you know uh i could see you like that Vic. yeah no no did so, you go to school and all that for cul- no culinary no but i like so someone brings up a piece of meat or like a piece of chicken or I'm really interested on like, so how did you see it? You know, how did you see that? Yeah. Like, so what did you get down? So did you marinate it? Like, how did you cook? Did you grill it? Was it a, you know, I'm really into it in real life. So it's not just like, I'm a influencer foodie. Like I really enjoy. Are you a grill dad now? I'm not a grill dad. I I don't have a grill, um, hand yet. You're going to get one though. with this new whole house thing that you got, right? You got to get a grill. I mean, I have, I've been in a house. I just, I'm not a grill Uh. Guy. You're more in the kitchen. I'm more in the kitchen. Interesting. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I could, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the grill, because also I don't like gas grills. I'm more of a charcoal guy. Oh yeah, man. Kind of old school. Love the smell of charcoal. I bro. love the taste. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, gas, that gas. That mm-hmm. gas compared to charcoal. Propane accessories. Come on. I mean, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not with it. I'm not with it. Okay, so that's it. So before DJing, what what initially led you? to DJing as opposed to going down the cooking route and becoming chef Seropian going and then turning into DJ Vic one. How did the, how did that 
come to be? So my older sister always had always had like maxi single cassettes. Oh yeah, yeah, the one cassette from, from but like a bunch, mm-hmm. right? From Music Plus and whatever other music stores oh, back in the, the day. Warehouse, all that. <laughs> yeah. So. I had all the like early nine, late eighties, early nineties, like all the hot stuff on cassette. By the time I got to junior high, there was a kid named Boy Blue who was winning DJ battles already at like fourteen at Astros here in Glendale. Oh yeah, so he was the first guy I saw like really DJ, and he had won a mixer. So we used to go to his crib all the time, and I just used to watch him cut and be like, damn. 17 is when I actually got like my tables, but 14 was like the, oh, this is okay. I like so this. So it's Boy Blue yep. that, that sparked that interest. Yep, yep. And then you kind of just followed suit. You got your first t- turntable at what age? It was 17. 17. So it took me three years to get a, a job, right? Like had to get 15, 16 to get the job, right? then stack the money. Then I went and got like the uh, <laughs> like a startup kit first. It was like by a brand called Next. So it was like two tables, this little janky mixer. All built in one? No, it was like two separate I turntables, okay. but they were like, for lack of a better term, like junk tables. They were belt drive, right? So I had those for maybe five months. I sold them immediately and went and got some techniques because- it just wasn't cutting it like it right. was just janky. the move right here right i started off with some like belt drive turntables janky yeah but it did the job just to get your hands on the yeah. vinyl and then start going i had a realistic mixer from radio shack yeah you know and it worked but then my first 1200 was probably like at age 14 i still have my original yeah, i have both yeah 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 seventh grade eighth grade was when i first got yeah yeah man it's wild my mom helped me out did your parents support you in wanting to become a dj or did they want you to go another route that's more traditional? Mm, they weren't ever really with it. Like not, they let me do it. Right. But they just assumed it was like um, something I was going to grow out of or mm. something else was going to, I don't know. This isn't the career path. Or just not seeing what the possibilities could be as a career so they thought like the next level would just be like wedding DJing, mm-hmm. which is very lucrative. It's extremely lucrative hell work, like, as we've discussed. Yeah, no, but I'm not. I'm. I don't even knock it because they those guys make a killing. I just don't do them. Right. Those guys make crazy money. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying. It's oh, just, for sure, it's a hell of a. I, I just think my parents thought mm-hmm. after nightclubs, I would just go do weddings for the rest of my life, and then whatever for whatever reason they didn't want that right um so yeah i did it seven so yeah i just practiced pretty much for two years of my life i didn't people didn't even know in my high school really you kept under wraps yeah because i didn't have it's not like now where like it took me a year to figure out how to blend right Mm. so to like go and say yeah i'm a dj but i couldn't even put two records together it made no sense or I couldn't even really scratch, right? right? It's like I really had to. And back teach. then, you had to really know your shit, you know, because people, they, they knew if you were faking it, you know? Totally, and now yeah. it's like, okay, to stop and drop. It seems like everybody's a DJ now. No, yeah, but just learning stuff, like you can absorb how to do a lot more techniques totally, in, a sh- in a way shorter I amount of time. Did you watch like DMC battle, like, t- you know, videos? Like, from, v- this is obviously before YouTube and the internet, so... I, I remember watching like DJ Qbert and DMC battles. For sure. You know what I mean? And just watching guys like 
scratching with the turntable sideways, all these different tricks and stuff. It was like the Cirque du Soleil of DJing. Yeah, so uh, Vestex, I have one VHS. Actually, I was just going through my stuff. Uh, Vestex had a tape, and it was like Cuber, J-Rock, like B-Junkies, Melody, some cats from the UK, whatever. I used to watch that thing all the time. Me too, just, man. They would just be cutting it up. So, um, yeah, I learned a lot off of those. And then the circle of guys in my high school, actually, um, everybody would just cut. There was at least 10 DJs at my high school. At the, all of them would cut. Some of them were kind of like mixed style party rockers, but everybody would just cut. What high school did you go to? Uh, Glendale High School. Nice. Or sorry, Glendale High School, bro. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I yeah. missed the cue. I I the... No, no, that's fine. I like you going into it from regular Vic yeah. into Armenian. Yeah. Oh my God. Glendale High, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get some more voices out of you yeah. in, the, in this podcast. Totally. But yeah, so go on. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. But I, you know... Ever since I was young, I was always into hip hop. My yeah. first cassette was uh, Run DMC, probably like 87, 88. What tracks do you remember? Uh, Mary, Mary, oh. Mary, Mary. Yeah. Why you, but right? Like that's the first thing I can remember as like a, like a hip hop song. Mary, Mary, why you bugging? Yeah, but so that's what also gravitated you towards hip hop as as like I remember getting into hip hop as well. You know, at a very young age in middle school, Cypress Hill, the UMCs, yep. um, Black Sheep, Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, totally. Run DMC was was definitely eighties, but it didn't propel me to want to get more involved with. With how they're just the state of mind of what hip hop really is. I know? was young, bro, and I remember telling my mom at Kmart, like, I want that. Really? Like, I specifically remember being at Kmart, like, give me that cassette, you know, and just but like, and what did she say? No. <laughs> <laughs> and how did she say? No, nah, vegan, no vegan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because your real name is vegan. Vegan, yeah, yes, which. Is Armenia now in Armenia? What does vegan mean? Because out here, obviously, vegan means something else. Oh yeah, man, you got. Is me, it bro. Vic Victor? No, it's oh. just vegan. It's just vegan. Yeah, but then there's vegans with a K. V i c k e n. Wow. But I'm vegan. But everybody used to call me Vegs. Vegs. Vegs wasn't a vibe for me. No. I had to let it go when I was in the third grade. I said, "Listen, everybody. Yeah. Stop calling me yeah. Vegs." And you went with Vic. Is that yeah. what you decided as your American name? Uh, <laughs> it. So now saying that, yeah. yeah, I guess technically you're right. right. But <laughs> I was born and raised here. But when people say that, yeah. I feel like I had like my little luggage and like <laughs> entrance. Your and passport. I, yeah, like I made it here yeah. and now I am not vegan. I am vegan. <laughs> it, it just was more like stop calling me vegs. American tail or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I will leave it all there and start fresh. Yes. But um, I just did it like Vigs wasn't rolling off no, the tongue right. You. Well, in Spanish, my real name's Christian, you know, which <laughs> yeah, is yeah. Fun. It sounds like a cartoon. Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Christian is, is the American. I just, I like saying vegan when I see you. Totally. You it know, just makes I've sense. I've never thought of calling you Vigs ever. No, but it's, but yeah. it wasn't embedded I like I guess that. when you were a kid, it'd probably be more. Vigs, come on. Well, I don't it know, doesn't man. go It doesn't home. flow. But yeah, imagine DJ Vigs one. <laughs> No, I was thinking if I was going to be like a little sassy guy, I'd be like vegan Uno. That'd be kind of hard, kinda right? That's sick, right? There. right? Like that's that okay. could be an alter ego. It could be. Yeah. You know? well, I don't know what it'd be like my Euro, if I go on a Euro tour. Yes. Vegan Uno. You have like right? a 
giant V-neck. Oh my gosh. That goes down to your like the middle of your chest. But <laughs> I don't trim my man hair and oh, I you don't just my shirt. No, oh, no, I'm oh, saying I don't, oh, you don't do on this and yeah. it just stays crunchy. Yeah, it's the real cr- bushy. <laughs> <laughs> You crunchy shirt, right? That's genius, bro. Yeah. I love that. See, you can really morph into somebody else entirely when you, and especially when you throw on the accent. Yeah, but you know, yeah, you don't do it. Do you I remember now? You remember for a while you had the character, uh, yeah, right? Which was, was it Vic 100%? Right? No, well, just Vic one, right. but I think, um, Vic one. this is like your early days at power, right? It is, yeah, and, yeah. And let's get into that. Uh, yeah, before please. we get into the character, I don't want to jump all too all over the place, but thanks yeah. for sharing. In your early memories yeah, of getting of rid of but of now let's fast forward a little Vic one yep and get into how did you get to power originally I remember I met you when you were on the Flavy unit yep so essentially you just applied for promotions Flavy unit at the time was what it was called I, Biff Campos no, I did not right. no. no how did that uh, happen crazy story so Glendale College sorry at Glendale College, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was taking like a video class, like random video editing, whatever. Uh, DJ Vice's, one of his best friends, Errol. You know Errol. Of course, Errol. Shout out to Errol. Yes. Roldos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So Errol was playing um, like a mini disc one day, one of Vice's mixes, like an ill mix in the classroom. And I was like, yo, who is this? He's like, oh, my buddy. You might have heard of him as DJ Vice. I was like, what? Did you Have you had heard of him? Yeah, of okay, course. Because, you know, I'm yeah. listening to yeah. Power and all that. So long story short, he had linked me with Vice. I had started because Vice lived in Eagle Rock and I was in Glendale. Yeah. And um, I started opening up for Vice. He used to do like a little bar in yeah. Glendale. Yeah. Bro, I used to work for records. He used to get a gang of promo records. He used to give me like a crate and a half, two crates of like promo wow. records. I used to just play like underground hip hop. How old were you at the time? Maybe 20. No, not even, bro. You're like Nin- 19. Not 19. Yeah, bro. And literally working you were for still records. A kid. Literally working for records. Wow. But like he was hooking me up totally. with stuff. And at that time, that's what it was about. But it was like dope records. Absolutely. That I was like, yeah. like I still have, like he got uh, most deaf. Umi says it was like a red promo oh nice right the red vinyl yep yeah so for me like that's a big deal that's right? a big deal bro right. and not only that you're getting top tier choices of hundred percent yeah so i did that for a while long story short i wanted to get on the street team um he put in a good word for me um with biff yeah and then i ended up doing the street team for years bro yeah, man like way past the time you should be doing i mean you know but you you paid your dues exactly you didn't just go to power and get on air you you worked yep. you worked your way up man but but i will say this mm-hmm. uh whatever i learned on the street team mm-hmm. in all those years in this like between doing stuff at let's say 7-eleven right in front of a 7-eleven yeah. to doing like a festival yeah. all that knowledge i still apply to this day Absolutely. on how you approach people handle a client you know whatever um but all that early stuff really helped isn't it true though i've said this on the podcast before is that power was like college to me yeah in a lot of ways and then going to iheart and on other stations that i worked at as well were more like real corporate world because power was such a unique place to be at that time absolutely yeah. i'm not saying it isn't anymore but i'm just not there so i can't say that but at the time you and i were there together well, early when i was young yeah, yeah. and you were younger you know it was so mysterious and it was very like like 
mystical the way the magic would the magic would happen and totally. we didn't know what was going on we just we were just going with the flow and it we were growing within the hip-hop world mm-hmm. becoming young adults yeah and it was the early 2000s yeah, right so like that whole era yeah. of, i started there in 98 yeah so yeah. i was there when i turned 20 yeah. not even 21 yet I remember you were there before 9-11. That's when I kind of met you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And it was yeah. just such a wild time. But anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you, so you get you get to power, you you learned all these things on promotions. You, you yeah. still apply, which brings us to the whole college thing. Yeah. I still apply what I've learned yeah. there, even into this real world iHeart position that I work at part-time commercial sure. production. Uh, obviously, I was more outrageous and insane back then and on all kinds of party favors and whatnot. You were there for it. Mm. And- but nonetheless, you still, you always had my back. You, I was there. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was, <laughs> I was there, but I was not. You weren't there with me like I that. Wasn't no, no, like you weren't it. as high as I was. <laughs> not at all. No, you were always saying, sober Seropian for sure. <laughs> anyways, yeah. anyways. Yeah, no, um, but maybe a little stone Seropian, but not like fucking, you know. Dorm room. Dorm yeah, I was literally uh, orbiting the atmosphere high. Yeah, yeah you totally. know. You know, and I've talked about this on this podcast. Don't okay, worry. We, yeah. you can, if you have stories, please. No, no. Um, all, all good. Yeah, because um, Chalk was on the podcast and he was I like, know, yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what I was going to say, I want to uh, get a little off topic here because there's so many little sides, side sure. journeys of conversation sure. we can have, which we should. And don't worry, you don't have to say, make a long story short. We have a podcast to fill up. So to go, yeah, take yeah. Your, I'm going to give you the J-Rye. Stretch it, stretch <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you're, we're at power. We're, we're, we're applying what we've learned from there to, to our real world uh, events and, and things now. Um I want to talk about you going from promotions yep. to ultimately working on Big Boy's show, yep. uh, Big Boy's Neighborhood, when yep. you were we were national. And this uh-huh. is kind of when I just came back, because I had left for a, a few years, went to Miami, went to Radio 1, came back miraculously, which never happened, so, you know, all hail big on that. Absolutely, um, but yeah. Like, and, and, of course, Jason. But with you, like, you, you when I got back, you were already doing this with big and i wanted to ask you how did that even come to be so i was doing promotions forever opportunities weren't um opening up to mix on air Mm. so it was like just wasn't my time Mm -hmm. i wasn't groomed enough it just wasn't it i thought i was but looking back i i wasn't you know so um i ended up being like big street guy like doing the street hits in the morning with tattoo that's when i got back right yeah so i would drive tattoo out shout out to tattoo so i was still technically on promotions but only for big boys neighborhood right then big went syndicated i started running big syndication show from power yes but he was syndicated which means we had the east coast feed starting at three o'clock in the morning to be on the air at six right which means i had to be at the station yes. probably about 2 45 in the morning which like, was wild like i'm talking about there 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 you there was no djing a club and then coming did you ever do that did you ever dj a club and then come straight to work yeah you did. i mean yeah there was a few times where i i did it <laughs> it was and rough then, bro. and then uh, <laughs> and then so i did it probably about two years where I lived that like um, nocturnal hours. Yeah, man. And you never, ever, ever, I'm going to say it again, ever, never, ever, ever get used never, to it. Never, bro. You, it's just the not. The human body's not designed to wake up at one thirty in the morning, 2 o'clock in the and, morning. And the world isn't um, there. But, <laughs> um, but I did it. You did it. And you know what? I got to commend you. You did a hell of a job, bro. Thanks, because man. Because I remember having to fill in for you. Yeah. Now, just real quick in detail, 
you had to run a big syndicated show from a prod room yeah. that was around the corner from where his big studio was at, his mm. control room. Yep. And it was your room was connected through the network syn- syndication to the nation, yep. right? Yep. And you'd have to run stop sets. Yep. You'd have to run certain mix, Mickey Ficky mixes in between certain stop sets that were only running locally, etc. All these little intricacies and you really kept a tight ship because i remember i filled in for you one time it was it's no joke and i fucking missed a stop set nationally well because it's um the gig itself is a very i don't want to say easy because it's not an easy gig not at all but as in terms of Mm -hmm. it's paying attention yeah which you do very well so if you're not paying attention the time can slip very fast so that's the that was the trick of the job was like, it's not like a crazy whatever. No, you just got to hit the mark. Re- but really be paying. We lived and died by that clock. Absolutely. Even yeah. Big would agree. Like he was like, man, I live and die by that clock, man. 5230 of the hour. Yes. 5230. Yeah, 52 I'm telling you, that's what, <laughs> that's it, what it was. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just said that. My bad. See, yeah. I, I would have fucked that up right there. That, if we were live, it yeah. would have been a, a So wreck. meaning like at 28, my finger is on that little button to yeah. hit it. So when it hits 30, it's like, Bloom, you got to go into the, the. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a thing. So. Um, and you did that for X amount of years. I did it for two years. Two years. Crazy thing. I had finally gone on like a vacation. I had gone to Winter Music Conference. In Miami. In Miami. Yep. So this is, gosh, this is like 07, 08. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. About two, 2007, 2008. Something. Some yeah, yeah. around there, maybe even 10. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I had gone. I'll never forget it, bro. I was on the beach with my homies, like two of my boys. It was like five o'clock in the morning. The flight was like later that night and we were on the beach after like a club. And I was like, I think I'm going to quit the morning show guys. Really? It hit you. Yeah. And I was like, and they're like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's your job. Like, nah, I think it's my time. Like, I think I did it. And like, I, I don't know, bro. I was just on the beach in Miami. I just got really inspired in Miami, meaning like I can do this. It, like there's more of the world. What was it that that sparked that thought? I just saw a bunch of DJs that inspired me that I felt like. I know it's going to sound corny, but it's like if they could do it, I could do it. Sure. And it's like if I don't take this leap now, right. it's not going to. Right. It's not going to pop. So I literally came back from my trip and uh, I had. Get pretty, pretty much put in my two weeks. Yeah, and I remember Lalu took over for yep, you, Jason. Trained Lalu, him, and and, I, and of course I left on good terms. It wasn't they totally understood because ultimately later we'll but, get into that how you came back and you know totally. when, when Big made the move. Totally, yeah. So I, uh, so I, I had quit doing the morning show. What did then, you do in between then? That's right, what I wanted to ask. Right, so I pretty much just DJed. I did clubs. I and then I, I was getting into the sports world, but I wasn't in the arena. I was doing like fan fest. Mm. I was doing a lot of charity events. I was. Did you do corporate events as well? I did a lot of corporate events, but it, it was also tied with the Kings and like. Yeah. Um, because you are a hockey fan. Let's not leave that. No, out, no, you know? total hockey fan. But I was able to like uh, build with the Kings early on that they weren't really using DJs like that before. Right. So I was kind of. I don't want to say the first, but I just was in there. You were definitely one of the first batch. Without a doubt. Yeah, totally. But like doing their 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 events, you know? So like if they have a, like a 5K or something, like let's have some music, yeah, let's have a DJ. I remember those. So I was doing it, you know, from then. So I was doing that clubs and then I and went- And you were on, DJing on power simultaneously as well. You're still a power mixer, right? I was a power mixer on the weekends. Yeah. And then uh, through Fuzzy and Big, I did a year tour in 2013, 2014 
uh, they put in a good word that, to DJ with for the far side. Oh, wow. so I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I DJed for so them. Sketchomatic show exclusive, right? Yeah, here. yeah. So I did a year with them around the world. That was really super- you went around the world with the far side. Yeah, we okay. did. Can we dive into that a little bit? Yeah, deeper? yeah, yeah, what, totally. Where did you? Okay, so you get in connected through Fuzz and Big yep. with the far side, obviously, because Big Boy was the bodyguard uh, bodyguard of the far side yep. prior to his radio career starting at power that's essentially how it all came to be right he's explained that on episode 10 of this podcast if you want to get into that but with you vic you get connected with the far side what's the first city you go to dude we did like (laughs) and this is like me meeting the guys we do like a day of rehearsal maybe two days maybe like berlin or something really i'll show you I have the picture somewhere. And you flew with the, the No, group? I'm I'm in the group. Like, so like, you flew with them, though, in the plane, yeah, right? Yeah, all yeah, together, yeah, yeah, right? totally. Wow. So we go. It's the first show. And this is like a tour they're doing through Europe. First show, we go 5,000 people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Serato doesn't work. Oh, my God. And it's my first. Your first real world tour yeah. ever. And, and I'm in Europe, but like the and rig's not, it's not reading Serato oh for whatever reason. I mean, <laughs> and then I had like a clothing sponsorship at the time. So I'm wearing all this new gear, sweating, literally like sweat marks, like past, like, it's like, I didn't even wear deodorant. <laughs> I'm sweating my, You're ah, sweating bullets, bro. like it's yeah, yeah. terrible. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, we, um, I don't even know how it ended up working, but we did, uh, man, we did, we went to, in in 13 months, we did France like four times, went to Japan, maybe twice, Australia, New Zealand. There's a few more in there. We did go to Africa at all? No. South Africa? Uh, no, uh, we did some, st- I did the Juggalo festival, bro, with the, uh, with the, the insane, uh, yeah. insane clown posse. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's cra- how was that? In Those guys my, get down, bro. In my life. I've DJed 25 years, bro. Yeah. Wait, real quick, before you get into Insane Clown Posse Juggalo situation or event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old were you when you left on tour with the Far Side? 2014, so. Like 25, no, maybe? No, 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 no. Not even like 30. You were already 30? Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So you were pretty much, you were. I was grown. Grown enough. And, and. Did you get like wasted with them on on the road and shit? Because nah, you don't cause, really get wasted. No, because they're grown too. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're like what about not like blazing some herb. Uh, like we we're in Amsterdam yeah. and stuff. Because you know why they're adults, yeah, right? Uh, so they have a bunch of stoner music, mm-hmm. but they taught me so much about traveling and traveling through the world, right? Yeah. So as not as big of stoners because they just smoked, right? Right. right. But it what it was like. The herb was never that serious to mess the bag up. And that's what I picked up. Even when I see some of the homies like, yeah, I took this from here to here and this. They never played with that. So even if they were, yeah, like even if they like in Amsterdam, right? Like, bro, they would have so much left over. They would just toss it or give it to somebody because just to get caught with that little whatever is not worth messing up this whole tour run right. or whatever, Copy you know? That. So yeah. I learned uh, like that. So they were disciplined in that, in Absolutely, that area. That's yeah. good, man. So because, that left a good mark on you as well. Yeah, because you're messing your bag up. Like if right. you get caught with herb going from here to here or whatever, whatever, right? Then you're going to mess your money up for the next three run or whatever. Oh, absolutely. And it just messes up your, uh, like your, 
people get a bad taste in their mouth about but it. But you just you know? assume everyone's just, you know. Yeah, blazing it up all over the world. So that's good. They, they kept the discipline. They kept it under wraps. They didn't travel with the weed and whatnot. Because obviously this is before weed was legal. legal. Absolutely. I, it's yeah. obviously legal in Amsterdam, but it's just fine. But just but, travel, yeah. like, traveling the world yeah. with it. Like yeah. if you think you're going from like one country to the next and it's all good because I'm in this group or you just assume it's all good. Right. It's not. Bad call. Yeah. Bad call. They would forever be like, dude, toss it. Were you like, drinking at that time? Did you throw uh, back a few a, with the band? A little bit, but again, mm. like, you do a show at night, right. you got to get up early in the morning, yeah. travel all day and whatever. When you were traveling like that, Vic, didn't mean to cut you off, no, but I got to remember like this question because this always gets to me whenever I yeah. travel anywhere, yeah. even domestically, yeah. if, if I just go to Vegas, which is a 48 minute flight from Burbank, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I always feel drained physically Absolutely. And, and just feel like I'm on the verge of possibly getting sick. Did you ever get sicky seropian on the, on the, on nah, the world because, tour? Because I really tried to um, like make my money and come home and like do the gigs and come home and not... Nah, not real. I, I know it sounds so like, yeah, no, I'm so cool. sure, but you kept it right. Maybe once or twice because it just wasn't worth being tired right. for on the flight or never caught a cold or anything. Nothing that stood out yeah, like that. That's no, good, man, because yeah. I always seem to catch something from, from yeah, somebody on a plane. No. Well, I just tried to really like take care of myself and do it right. Yeah, you know, that's so good, man. Well, so yeah, we did a whole year and uh, man, I learned so much just presence you know because they've been performing gosh at that point it was like 20 25 oh, years man, right those guys are showmen dude no but sure. yeah so to be in the midst and their little tricks of the trade or like what they do on stage and how they you know it was really cool because again like those were like and i went to csun i graduated and all that stuff and it was all good and gravy but like learning street team stuff stuff with big obviously being on the road like that stuff was like really um key yeah. key things let me ask you what, what was your major in college uh well at that time it was multimedia production hmm. so i guess it would fall into like this whole era of like Editing? social media oh, yeah. oh i see because it was a little bit of everything yeah, you did video and audio video audio but then it was like Kind of putting a website together. I see. Kind of putting a blog together. And this is when it was those early days when it was like GoDaddy things were coming out, right? Yeah. So I graduated in 07 from CSUN, which was, I was like later on in life. Like, you left Glendale. No, I was still in Glendale. Oh, wow. Driving to Northridge. Week <laughs> one. Yeah. And I was like on the radio. I was still, wow. but in the classroom, I just was like vegan syrupy yeah, on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> present. Yeah, I never played the Vic One card. Like never. Nobody did. knew you. You almost like a some. a superhero. Some your secret some. identity. Nah, I just wasn't trying to be like. I just. Yeah, no. That's what's so wonderful about you, Vic, is that you never played the radio card or the I'm a celebrity in the radio realm uh, to your advantage. You've never done that, which I do commend you on because I'll face it, I did. You know, and. It was, it was, sometimes it was, you know, helpful to like get into a club or something like that. And yep. I, I imagine you probably were able to do the same, but I'm talking about putting it out there to your own personal benefit. No, I just, um, if you know, you know, all good, you yeah, know, yeah. but then to assume somebody knows you right. is whack. Yeah, totally. To right. me, yeah. because they probably just don't even listen to this or they, they're not into sports or they're not in. So why do you just assume somebody would know you? That's not, I don't want to say it's crazy, right? but it's a little, like, it's a little crazy. It's a little narcissistic to for assume sure. Assume yeah, yeah. 
Joe Schmo from whatever. What do you mean you don't know? Like, no, I don't know. Like, yeah. Who are you? And that's your little name for. Right. Yeah. Right. Let me ask you something, Vic. Uh, before we get into Insane Clown Posse, and yeah, I yeah. want to tie it together with the craziest event that you DJ'd while yep. on the road, the far side that you yep. remember. Yeah. But before we get into that, when it comes to, uh, oh, shit, and this is a goddamn, uh, damn you weed moment, where I was going to go with this was. Uh, oh. Your Vic One character, the okay. 100%, while you're working at Power. Yep. You. Did you, okay, this was kind of on your own, but then you went on a big boy show with it. How did that Vic One 100% characters begin? And then how did it evolve into like it being on power? Yeah, so we used to have mixer meetings. Yeah. And then um, we'd have artists come in. So it's like all the DJs sitting in the room. Artists come and present their music. I remember the mixer meeting. Yeah, so... uh, I would always just be the like uh, yeah. Yeah. the you were are the Armenian DJ yeah, ready to the, boogie the exchange DJ yes. at power and so then you and ever remember obviously yeah, DJ ever be yeah, like the exactly, one cassette you know exactly. do you have the one on the one cassette and yeah. you would be the other Ar- from Armenia yeah. oh my god this is fantastic right so <laughs> so we would I I would do it so one day sour milk yeah was like yo Mayno's about to come turn the accent on it's and so we turned the camera on. Yeah. You know, we had some fun with Mayno, you know, and luckily he's like a nice guy and Milk knew him. So Can was, you hit us with a little bit of what you said to no, Mayno? I don't remember what I said oh, to okay, Mayno, yeah. yeah, but, you know, yeah. it just was like, welcome, how are you? You know, this, this, is, our, this is our our exchange DJ yeah. student from Armenia, yeah. DJ. Was it Ready to Boogie or no, Vic just, One? No, it was this Vic is, One. This is yeah. DJ Vic One. Yeah. Uh, this is Mayno. Yeah. Hello, Mayno. Welcome. We love you, bro. Hello. Yeah. It's like sickest New York guy, you know? <laughs> so, like, I start, so it was just like, a quick little blurb mm-hmm. thing that we did and then it was hilarious and then uh i came up with the hundred percent interview yeah. title and then my friend uh daniel and then uh boogie raul they we all just kind of put that little intro yeah. together yeah, yeah and then i just started kind of doing quick little interviews in the accent and i remember you did interview drake in that accent. I interviewed Drake. That's one that stood out to me. That was on YouTube. It got like thousands of, no, of views, right? Yeah. So, more. so at that time, um, some things made world star. It was Drake. 100% interviews with DJ Vikwan. It's your boy DJ Vikwan. Last minute on the laptop, rocking it. I had to talk to this guy because he was disrespectful to me. Drake, bro, come here, bro. What happened, bro? You're over here on some Hollywood Bro, I mean, what's up, bro? I don't. I, I I was in the zone, man. Just trying to put on a good show. You, you were like this, y'all. What's up? I can't talk to you. I'm yeah. about to hit the stage. So, no, I hear you. But we're over here playing your records like a million times. You I know, know. So yeah. I, I really didn't mean any disrespect. I'm a big fan of yours, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Can you say sorry on camera so we have it? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Vic, for um. Come on. You, uh, yeah, no, uh, giving you a pretty shitty interview. Uh, yeah. You were, you were really adamant. I heard you screaming. Um, Killy Drake! Killy Drake, I remember that. These people don't let me talk to him, but Killy Drake! That was a memorable moment for me, so I okay. guess I'm sorry, I guess. No, no, we're good, okay. Okay, okay. That's right, this is my boy Drake. My yeah. name is DJ Vikwan. Yeah. You, bro! Yeah, the 50 cent one yeah. 50 cent my name is dj vic one how can i join the gorilla unit um well okay let's let's start a whole new unit oh my god yeah we're and you're gonna lead it for me in in, in your country armenia uh, we're, we're gonna get really serious out here now it's your boy 50 cent g unit global 
That's it. He said it. That's it. My friend 50 Cent. My name is DJ Bikwan. And I'm 50 Cent. F you. <laughs> you. There was a couple other ones, but like big highlight artists that I did through the years was like J-Lo. DJ Bikwan, this is my friend J-Lo. I have one question for you, J-Lo. I am a big fan of McDonald's. I like to get cheeseburgers. Right. When you're going fast food place, what's the one thing you're getting? That's I get the two cheeseburger meal. Combo number two. Yes. That's it, everybody. This is my homegirl, J-Lo from the block. My name is DJ Vikwan. J-Lo. Okay, go. Give it up! Uh, little John. I have a friend, his name is Hovik. Hovik. But he calls himself John. Okay. So I just want to tell you, if you ever go Armenia, Middle East, your name is Little Hovik. Little Hovik. So Hovik means John. John. Yeah. But I also have an uncle named Hudan, but he calls himself John too, but it's kind of confusing. <laughs> Why don't I just call myself Little John when I go to Armenia? Your name is Little John, but I want to tell you, when you go and you're saying what, it means inch. Inch? What? Inch? Yeah. So you say yeah. Ayo. Ayo. So you're gonna say, Ayo! And it! That's right, yo. So this is the homie, Little Hovik, Little Huron. We just wanted to come by, say what's up. He's got new crazy coming out. My name is DJ Vic One. I drink crumb juice. bro. DJ Vic One, straight out of Armenia. you, guy. Bro. Bro. you, bro. So that got me a lot of, like, I would say, like, internet notoriety exposure for right. sure man for sure and it's crazy how it it originated from the mixer meetings from sour milk essentially going hey turn it on yeah ever just like, turn it on yeah to put, put the camera on yo yeah. just make yeah. those cool bro yeah. but, you know like, it was always a show in those mixer yeah meetings. No, it was fun good good times yeah, for, sure. for sure um so yeah i did those for years and i got I booked gigs off of it. You know, people yeah. didn't even really think I DJ'd. Like they just thought it was just like This is your character. And and they and then did you ever DJ and do the accent too? Did anybody ever want you to DJ as one hundred percent Vic yeah. One? So there was a year where I did like a East Coast run where I went to like Wow Montreal and these were all like Armenian Middle Eastern promoters booking me to throw like armenian middle eastern style parties mm. so i did like uh <laughs> montreal which was super cool and wow. then i did like new york and then we went to michigan but not like detroit it was just like a suburb kind of place and uh i went to this like it was like a restaurant almost like it, it wasn't a nightclub it was like a restaurant kind of thing and i was about to set up and some girl comes up to me she goes hey can i ask you a question i was like yeah she goes where the fuck is your accent? <laughs> I said, what? She goes, I came all, she goes, I drove like an hour out to meet you. She goes, and you're fake. Oh my. Was she recording it? No. Okay, right. she No, sketch. She, she was serious. Last. No, she thought the accent was real until she came and saw I was just talking like this. And I she imagine was like, a lot of people did though, right? No, nah, she was pissed. Wow. She was not interested in me. Did it get like, resolved? Like meaning like whatever she thought I had going on like funny, like this is great. This guy's got this accent. And then finding out it was a big, like a joke essentially crushed her. Wow. She was so disappointed, like Aww. drove out and was like, this is you <laughs> like you're this like <laughs> I was like, OK, you're an actor. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. 
totally Her dreams were shattered totally ruined yeah oh she's like no. dude i drew drove out and this and i i was thrown off like did you did you turn it on at all for her a little bit a uh, little bit but then at the same time i'm like yo like she wasn't having it at she that just point. wasn't having yeah. it i'm like dude i'm sorry but <laughs> it's me like oh man and i was like what's up, what's and, that's up? <laughs> and then she was like nah i'm good yeah wow. so um with all that being said because people bring it up so i did it at power for a while brought it to real uh did it for a couple years but then what was happening was like the weird space of like the cancel culture so people weren't getting the jokes anymore so it was getting really weird with oh me. i remember that we had yeah. to take a break on it because even though you're armenian people were going to take a no. take heart to it or how, how did why, why did it have to stop uh, not have to stop right. i just felt like be aware people weren't getting the joke anymore mm. and people were it was just any reason to kind of like bash it yeah. and i'm getting into a, a way more of a space of doing quote unquote like corporate things right yeah. so let's say like the yg me picking my nose and then trying to shake yg's hand right uh -huh. was like one of the last interviews that i did that went super viral worst stage moment ever for yg you've done like a bazillion shows at this point worst moment for yg right now when you try to shake my hand with your fucking booger finger go get some hand sanitizer dog come on bro come on yeah you're fucking nasty all right bye bye being bye Fuck you bro i've known yg probably over 10 years at this point since booted and booted all that stuff yeah i say that to say I'm not that stupid to go up to YG picking my nose for real, and, and right. putting my hand out right. for real and being that guy, right? right? So like the fact that people couldn't even distinguish like, nah, man, this this, this is a joke. Is a setup. I was like, this is gonna ruin yeah, your, something, your image, something somewhere yeah. to say, even though they're like not light jokes, but it's not like over the top crazy well, but people were hella hella sensitive yeah. i remember the sensitivity pill got taken by everybody and nobody was willing to take a, a just a a funny almost like a jackass joke kind of you know? kind of but it just what i just kind of felt like so for instance so that happened and then like if i post a picture of like a sporting event or my son and then somebody leave a comment oh this you know uh fat ugly whatever nose picking wow. jerk face with his kid or something some like just people were leaving you negative comments yeah man. but it was like it, it's not that he was even hurting my feelings right. and i was like crying in my shower right i just didn't want it somebody like a boss or like somebody yeah. that's that i do business with like man why are they leaving this comment on right. Vic? you know right. i don't even want that it's, it's gonna raise eyebrows let me ask you did any comment negative comment ever mess you up because you seem very headstrong to me Vic nah because so. you know what I reached a point where I wasn't even looking at comments I just didn't want it to mess up my back so no copy that no, no, that's, no. You. that's Vic being shrewd about like how is this going to affect my image to the people that I need to do business with it didn't affect you personally no 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 because I uh what are you going to tell you just I don't mean, give a fuck well <laughs> no it's like if you're not touching like my family or my kids, like yeah. I joke, I clown myself. Did I anybody know. ever do that and leave comments about your family? Or your kids? No, no, no. But like, <laughs> it just was always uh, just nonsense. And usually, I just figured out their kids. Yeah, but still, just somebody just reading yeah. a comment. Totally, says, man. Said just. Don't mess my money up. It's not a good look, as it's Vic One good, would yeah, always say. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good look sketch. It's not a good look. No <laughs> chance. So yeah, we we put a little bow on it for now, mm. and then uh, 
hey man if it happens it happens again yeah. somewhere but i loved it when i did it but i'll be honest the last even the last couple ones not that i felt like it ran its course mm. it just was feeling like it kind of ran its it course did, it did and it was hilarious it was great i love the vic one 100 a lot of people know? do but i'm like man if we reach the point of like like I, I would hate for somebody to just be like, okay, bro, we can. Can you give me a quick one hundred percent Vic one like drop within this podcast right now? Like, just say the sickest yeah, podcast, yeah. you know, something like that. I won't look at you. Of course, All no, right. please, okay. no, you can look at me. <laughs> All right. That's right, yo. It's your bro DJ Vic one right here with the sickest sketchomatic podcast, bro. Exclusive right here. It's like we're on Pacific in front of Starbucks, smoking Marlboro lights, squatting down in front of our BMWs. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Yes! That was phenomenal. One take, baby. Wow, look at yeah. you. Yeah, one take. I mean, if that character is ever, if somebody offers you a role in a movie or TV show, Let's do it. Like, you got to do it, man. Let's I mean, it. it's really good. It's it's Thank funny. You. And I remember you even were featured as, in a phone tap as yeah. uh, DJ Ret, RTB Ready to Boogie. That? Can you yeah. do the Ready to Boogie? Right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Ready to Boogie, just as a yeah. quick story, I did a gig early on with this guy named RTD. This is a true story. Another exclusive? No, this is okay. a really true story. Okay, go ahead. So this guy, he was a Persian hairdresser slash DJ. So his DJ name was RTD, Ready to Dance. Oh, wow. And I had somehow did a gig with this guy early on. He came with like a full-blown setup, but he, his hair was like totally blow-dried <laughs> out. Like it was... Did he look like Night at the Roxbury type of DJ? Kind of like, no, yeah. It, or like Yanni kind of vibes, oh, okay. you know? Like okay. it, it was wild. So like uh, blow-dried out. It was crazy. <laughs> and I remember RTD, and he was like, oh, my name is RTD, Ready to Which is dance. very cool because it's a play on RTT, the, the RTD when it was a bus line back Back in the day. In the no, 90s. he just yeah. was yeah. Persian. You know? Persian. Okay. Yeah. So I took his RTD and went RTB. Genius. You flipped ready, it. You remixed yeah. it. Ready to boogie. Bro. Yeah. But yeah, that's where that came from. So yeah, he's uh, ready to dance, bro. Or nice. ready to boogie. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy. Now let's get back to your time of traveling with the far side. And then you yep. went to ICP Insane Clown Posse and the Juggalo event. Where was it located? And was that the craziest, it ties me to this question, the craziest event you DJed with the far side? Uh, it was in the Midwest somewhere. Mm -hmm. I can't think of the state, but we literally had to like fly in somewhere and then take a car two hours out. Like in the middle of a forest? Of, when I tell you nowhere, I'm talking about nowhere. Wow. And then the phone service didn't work, and you just went in, and they had this random, it was like a West Coast tent. And so, but I had never been to the Midwest, and I didn't know the culture. Mm -hmm. It's totally different than anything oh, we yeah, have out here. sure. That was the first time, I'll be honest, where I <laughs> I smelled drugs burning. <laughs> I've never smelled... Can you describe that smell? Chemicals burning. Like, really? I've never smelled chemicals burning, and I literally had to say, is that drugs burning in the back? Because yeah. like, I've smelled weed, obviously, but those were drugs, bro. Yeah, this is straight under the sink chemicals burning. I don't know what it was. Wow. But I just remember... I had never witnessed anything like that in my life. It just was complete, just... Just anarchy. Anarchy, bro. <laughs> and and they did their set, and um, it was okay. The crowd is just... They're just... It, it's, a, it's a different culture. I'm not, yeah. like, loving it or knocking it. It just was different, and it definitely... 
it was a huge culture shock because it really explained like <laughs> if you're not from New York and if you're not like what do the what are these guys into here? I was like, oh, this is what this is what wow. you potentially could be. How did the event go down? With I mean, the performance of the Far Side. How did you do? Uh, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, you the know what's so funny? Well. Mm-hmm. DJ Head was there with Glasses Malone. No shit. And and we that was probably like our first couple interactions because we flew in. So you're talking like way before Head was doing radio. Oh man, and, yeah. So we, he, and Head did he have hair? Can't remember. Okay, but he had a Serato box. When we did the gig, they didn't have Serato the box there. So if Head didn't bring the box, I wouldn't. We wouldn't even. Oh wow! DJ so he, DJ Head saved the day. Came through in the, the clutch. Day. Shout if out he, to DJ Head. I'm sure Head. he he well he remembers the Juggalo thing because he had to drive with glasses, and they were all through. Like, dude, I'm talking about. I didn't know what like long roads of nothing other than going to Palm Springs was. That's you know crazy, what I mean, right, bro? Oh man, it's it was wild. like middle of the night. Yeah, it was it was crazy, and then. Just the people with their face painting, and then again, like drugs burning. And uh, did you meet Insane Clown Posse? Clown Posse? Um, no, no, no. They were, I think, around, but it was just wild Damn. observing, like yeah. whoa, being in, and then being a part of the show, which yeah. is wild. Yeah, because uh, you wouldn't have gone there as a fan, right, uh, bro? I. <laughs> I do. Yeah. It, it was. It's something else, man. It's like it, the Twilight Zone. <laughs> it is literally the America's Twilight Zone. Yeah, because like you're in, stuck in some sort of dimension. They wouldn't even let cameras like and stuff back back then. But there's like little documentaries you can catch. But those are like ink, like shavings of what it just really a is. fraction. Oh man, what was the craziest thing you saw there, Vic? At that, besides the drugs burning be, or smelling the drugs burn, it what probably did you had see? to just be a lot like naked randomness, some sex, some people but, just having sex in the crowd. Not in the crowd, just because like it was like a campground right. too, and they just were all over. Oh, so I it see. just was like a big, like whoa! It's the Juggalo gathering, but the Juggalo fans yeah. too. So it's not just like an EDM show. What or, does Juggalo even mean? It's like it's a play on Juggalo. Right, Juggalo. I, I, I couldn't even tell. I don't, you. I'm gonna you have to Google that. But yeah, they, like the far side, were booked to have like a West Coast stage, so it was like Little Easy Easy E, which is like Easy E Sun. It was Warren oh, G, yeah. um, Glasses Malone in the far side. Damn. Yeah, it was like. Did the hip hop crews kind of stick together, or was everybody kind of spread out at that at that? I event? can't remember. No, yeah, because it was like a short period. Like, let's say it was like. 11 to 2 in the morning the west coast show was gonna happen you know mm-hmm. so everybody was just there ready to do their sets right. in like a tent that's cool man so with insane clown posse far side and you traveled the world you, you yeah. s- you've been all over the world i should say and and man you've had your passport stamped many a times yeah right and then you go back to power you go back to work in and you know you're you're starting your family with with your wife and mm-hmm. whatnot right and what, what year did you get married I got married in 2013. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, you've been married. See, here's, again, old soul. <laughs> you were you were only in your early 30s, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. you met Illy. Mm-hmm. Can I say Illy? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You get married, yeah. and then you're starting your family. But then, like, and you're DJing on Power on the weekends, right? You're doing that still. Yep. But you had already left Big Boy Show doing the the the, produ- the associate producer type situation. And then Big makes the move in, like, 2015, right? It was yeah. 2015 when you went from Power to iHeart. How do you become the Mickey Ficky Mix DJ? And did you want to take the gig getting back up early in the morning? It's almost like a whole repeat. Maybe not three in the morning, but still you had to wake up early. Yeah. How was that 
getting involved with Big and is the the main DJ for the Mickey Ficky Mix at Real the brand new Real ninety two three. Sure. So I got off tour with Farside because I was getting to be the in arena DJ more at Kings. So they didn't have an in arena DJ. I see. It was, so it I was, was veering more towards the sports DJing. Right. right. So twin so that's why like uh touring just wasn't making sense in like the space I was in because I was getting called in more to do more in-game stuff and then at that time I was doing Shade 4 5 as well with Mr. Chalk on um Soul Assassins Radio. Yeah, I did imaging for that by the yep, way. Yep, 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 yep. So I was doing that. So I was in-game DJing and then on power, but I was just doing part-time maybe I had a solid one day a week for Maybe two days a week for years. Like four hours? No, like a two-hour shift on like a Saturday or Sunday. Sometimes I would run the board for that. (laughs) Yeah, so like maybe, I think it was like 1 p.m. on a Saturday. I had it for years. Yeah, I remember that. And then maybe like twice, like maybe a Saturday or Sunday. We had a lot of DJs at the time. Yeah, yeah. So. Power mixers. Yep, yep. So uh, my son was just born. And then Big had left. It yeah. had been a month already. Which sent shockwaves through the radio oh, world. Oh, it was, cra- dude, I, yeah, it was totally crazy yeah. because he had left and then I was still at power for maybe about a month. Mm. And then I just got a call randomly and it was like, yo, what's up? Are you trying to, you know, shake? And uh, initially it kind of threw me off, like, cause I was like, man, these are big shoes. Cause E man right. at the time. Or still, he's like not just a DJ. He's like in upper management yeah, and all that stuff. So yeah. it wasn't easy for him to just leave power, right? Uh, right? That's exactly why that opportunity opened. So shout out to DJ E-Man, yeah, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. He was the, the original Mickey Ficky Mix DJ for with sure. Big Boy for years, even when Big Boy was on in the afternoon. Sure. So obviously, he couldn't leave. A lot of people couldn't leave. They, they, were, they were tied in and they wanted to stay, which is fine. But you, you had this opportunity. Yeah, so I kind of felt like... Um, and I'll be honest, Sketch, growing up, because E was Big's DJ forever, I never had that thing of like, I'm going to... Ah, yeah. You know? You like, didn't have the agenda. No, because right. it, that was... That's his that, guy. That, 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 yeah. They were the duo, right? Right. So um, my biggest aspiration in radio, honestly, was doing like a Cali Caliente mix weekend. Yeah. One time. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's the goal. If something else comes, cool. So... Uh, doing Big Show was like way above what I was ever even You didn't feel up. ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was like, if I don't give this a shot now, it's just... It's going to haunt you. Yeah, like, let me at least give it a shot, yeah. right? My son was just born. I was like, let me give it a shot. And like, this will help provide for your new son as well. Yeah, but absolutely. Right. But also, like, if you're ever going to do it and give something a shot... This is the one. Yeah. Right? Of course, we're big. Right. right. And and just to see, can you handle it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I, I took it on. And I'll be honest, like, it was very, it was a lot, you know, to take in. Because I went from just doing weekends, kind of, I don't want to say chill, because it's still pr- pressure being on air of and course, all that. But, you know, you're not on a morning show, which is a whole different beast in itself. Absolutely. Yeah, weekends, yeah. again, nothing taken away from the weekends. You're still no. on the air for millions of people listening absolutely but it's not like you're having to uh navigate it with a host i mean there might be somebody on there most of the time their voice track if not then it's it's different it's just a it's a way chiller vibe on the weekends yep but on the morning show it's your prime time flagship show which is big boys neighborhood 
on a new station. Yep. And were you weary about making the jump? And and did you did you get anxiety attacks ever? Like when you first started on? Because now you made the move. You you took the gig. Yeah. And and you you took big up on his on his offer. You're yep. at Real ninety two three. First day on the air. How did you feel? Hmm. I can't remember if I. I definitely didn't throw up, but I know I definitely didn't sleep the night before. Like it was definitely like uh, very nerve wracking, but to the point of like almost feeling like to throw up because there was like I just knew there were so many people that were going to be listening. Yeah, bro. And it was such a big deal for big, big deal for me. So it just was like overwhelming, honestly. It's like you were dry heaving, not actual. No, no, for sure. But it was like just trying to wrap my head around Mm. who was, you know, whatever, just all the scenarios. And then how did you get through it? How did you, were you able to compartmentalize and put that stuff away and then just focus on big and let big be kind of like your beacon? Uh, I mean, how did you, did you do well? You know, like, did you mess up at all? I thought I did good. Yeah. I just kind of had to like go into a weird space of like, uh, you're at the house DJing yeah. kind of, you know, like the anticipation up until getting up to that morning. Yeah. Right. And then pulling into the parking lot, taking yeah, the elevator. And just saying, just go do it. Just go for it. Let me ask you something. Did you rehearse with big at all off air prior? You went straight on no it, rehearsal. No, I was like, Wow. Play this song and then go. I'm gonna talk out of this. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Go wow. for, go next episode, and then we'll just see where it goes. And then after that first initial live on air break with Big, it, you know his first on air break with you. Mm-hmm. I should say not just because he obviously must have done a break before you mixed, right? Just kind of going into music, but the Mickey Ficky mix first break, yeah, must have been a big deal because it's the Huge first deal. Mickey Ficky mix, yeah. on Real ninety two three. Your first time being the DJ, the main DJ, you know, the spotlighted DJ. Mm-hmm. And then and then it lasted for years and and, and yeah. it went well. And I mean, you held it down, Vic. And of course, the now I want to kind of get into and we'll close out with this because we're running out of time. We're, we're just a little bit over, but I, I want to wrap up All here because I don't want to hold you too long. No, no, you're good. But um, I do appreciate you taking the time to be here with no, me. It's this such is a, great. It's such an honor to have you on. This is my first sit down interview conversation. We've had many conversations, but oh, yeah. to actually interview you. It's great, man. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like you're such a grown man now. You know what I mean? You always have been, but it's so amazing. When yeah. I walked out the back to the dock, yeah. uh, to the loading dock to go get you, you're on the phone with, you know, a potential client. Yeah. You know, you're having it, and you look just, I'm like, look at this grown ass <laughs> fucking strapping seropian. <laughs> All right. So, so now you're, you're you've been with big, you're a big boys uh, DJ for the Mickey Figure Mix for, for what, five, seven, seven years at seven least. Years. Seven years. Right? Yeah, yeah, seven yeah. calendars, as big boy would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, then you decide, okay, it's time for me to to venture out and to go do other things, which obviously you had Kings, you're DJing, LA Galaxy, Chargers, yeah. all while you were DJing on the show, for, yeah. while the show. What init- What made you want to depart from the show? I mean, you, you told me this off air, but for the people listening. Right. So I had, um, there was a lot of opportunities coming up and a lot of things that I had been turning down because of the time like not having the time to let's say like i had to over the summer there was a couple like other football league things that i could have go gone and made some cool money just Mm. for like let's say a week in arkansas or nebraska or whatever just to go do some football-esque things 
but to take a full week off from doing a morning show is pretty difficult. Yeah, man. You know? Oh, yeah. And then that just being that one week. Yeah. But then some other things maybe come up the the following month. So it was too many things. It's where like I was you're like, juggling a lot. But then also leaving, like, I don't want to just take a bunch of days off from the show as well and then have not be present on the daily flow because you have to be present. It's not just something where you're like, I'll be in in three weeks or you have to be a part of the yeah, show. Yeah, man, of course. So, you got to be your live, bro, in the flesh. So it was a lot of those. And uh, I just felt, again, it was like one of those milestones where, like when I went to Winter Music Conference, where I just was like, if I don't take this leap now at 41 to figure out what where I want to get by the time I'm 51, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I just feel like I was going to regret it again. And, and I love radio with a passion i love it but i also felt like for my future i don't know what the legs were going to be you know to truly provide for my family as a long play Mm. i love djing on air i had so much fun but i was like man like this the stuff that i have cooking and and going like i don't know man i feel you I love it. Yeah. You know, was it hard for you to come to that decision? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just something, you know, it took months and I mean, really I prepped for it to be honest with you. It wasn't just like, I woke up like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sure it took a lot to build up that, uh, psychological, you had to psych yourself up to have that conversation with, with big and Jay, right? No, it was more just like financially preparing, making sure I I was good at the house. And then, uh, I just, I kind of knew where I wanted to Mm -hmm. just go with it, you know? So yeah, I mean, they understood where I was coming from too, you know? Yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, I miss uh, parts of it, but I also love like where I am now in, in the space, kind of like where I'm shooting for in the future. So maybe eventually do something in the future with some kind of radio-esque something. Well, what's beautiful is you you left on good terms. Absolutely, You left on yeah. very respectable terms. Totally. Not like me who leaves and, then, and is like considered like a felon. <laughs> yeah, totally. I've done that plenty yeah. of times no but not like, yeah but yeah which was re- like it's um it's a it's a hard thing to do too right like just to make sure you leave right cool not a hard thing but yeah. like you want to leave on yeah, good you don't want to blow up the bridge absolutely you know yeah you just want to leave it and be able to hopefully cross it again or meet up in the middle at some point you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. that's what's what's lovely about big I know he's very understanding and he wants the best for you as well. No, you know, so. yeah, for sure. So yeah, now doing stuff with uh, the Chargers, like as their DJ slash music director, you know, we have like rehearsal days. We'll come in mm-hmm. uh, at SoFi and then we'll watch like some footage and go over the previous game and like where we can make things oh, better. That's dope. You guys watch film just like the players do. Absolutely. That's genius. Yeah. And a- what's the, the head of, of the Chargers, which I want to quickly podcast publicly apologize to you for a couple of things. Okay? <laughs> a couple of things before we wrap up. <laughs> One is all the way back at power. I remember kind of being short with you and I apologize to Liz and like Chuck Dizzle when we worked at real uh, at uh, 100 point through the beat. Just... You know, it was a different time in my life. I was very, you know, uh, intoxicated with a lot of stuff. And it, it does affect your brain chemistry and your yep. patience, your yep. irritableness. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being kind of like mad a lot and, and not mad at you, just kind of just being short and angry and kind of not blowing up, but, you know, just getting angry at you for dumb shit, petty shit that I don't even remember what. Yeah. But, you know, you didn't deserve it. So I do apologize for that. And then fast forward to you helped me get... 
uh, a gig, you know, not only with the Kings, which evolved into the Fred Rogan, the challenge intro, yep. which I was able to take. And that, you know, we played, you know, the version we made, it played at Staples Center before it flipped to crypto and before the head of live events uh, left. Mm-hmm. But then uh, he left his tenure, I should say. But then, like, there was another opportunity going back to with the Chargers. Yeah. And I, I forget the the head of the Chargers. Yeah. What, what's his name? I want to shout him out real quick. Oh, Pete. Pete. That's right. I'm yeah. sorry, Pete. But yeah, so you connect me with Pete. Yeah. And to do the Chargers intro. And I'm so excited. But then it turned into what I think you felt like you were going through when you were doing the morning show. And then you were also doing football-esque events and whatnot. Yeah. You were juggling. And I felt like I just, I was getting so overwhelmed. Uh-huh. And again, I'm sober. Sober, you know, sober-ish. I still smoke weed. But like... I just felt so overwhelmed that I couldn't deliver the proper product mm-hmm. because I was just in a slump, overwhelmed with work from iHeart. Yeah. Doing stuff for big, which isn't overwhelming, but it is work and it does take time. Yeah. For and sure. all that. So I, I want to apologize because I had to pull out of that. I had yeah. to pull out and I had to call Pete or, you know, email Pete, say, hey, man, I, I don't think I can, I'm the man for this right now. It's just the timing was terrible. But I want you to know, Vic, that I do appreciate you looking out for me. I know and you I, do. And I felt really bad. Nah, about it's all it. good. But I also knew that you would understand. Totally. And it was like when I said it was a mental health situation. I wasn't kidding, man. No. I felt like really uh, disconnected from my own self. Like, mm-hmm. and this is before I started the podcast. Um, I still had my original Instagram, which got hacked and suspended shortly after I started the podcast, which really kind of let me led into like a physical reaction. Like, I started getting like ingrown hairs. Like, I felt so betrayed. And I didn't know what it was that caused it. And all these things were kind of happening like back to back to back to back, not at the same time, but just like one week after another. Mm -hmm. So I felt like maybe it was right that I wasn't there or I wasn't able to lend myself to that Chargers intro project. Yep. But- if anything ever comes up again, hopefully Pete doesn't hate my guts for it. Not you know at all. I mean? but Not it, at all. It's just one of those things like it just wasn't the right time for me. Totally. But I would be willing to try again now that I, I have a lot more free time and I'm able to manage my time, which I think it really comes down to yeah. in our line of work, even though you do something totally different. It's all about time management. Yeah, and absolutely. That's like one of the most important keys in in our field of just in the industry, working as a DJ, being on air. Being in programming, curating playlists, watching film, yeah. all that stuff has to fall into time management. Whether you're playing video games too long, whether you're doing that. I don't have time for any of that stuff. What, you know, yeah. I barely have time to watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. If I watch one episode that's 30 minutes long, by the time it ends, I feel like I've wasted. But I need to disconnect myself from the work and kind of flush my brain out. Watch a, watch a little something on Netflix or on HBO Max and then go back. Do you find yourself having to disconnect from your work? And what do you do to disconnect? Yeah, because uh, all I do is work. Yeah, like, man. Like if I'm not at a game, I'm editing a song or I'm shortening a song or I'm going through a bunch of music from DJ sites or... Uh, Shazam, Billboard, like I'm going, I'm constantly listening, editing, uh, doing whatever. So yeah. to get away from that or just not, it's really just being with my family and yeah. like being, being present. And like, it's so funny, the older you get, like people being like, oh, you're just washed. It's like, no, like I have a kid. Like yeah, you have uh, two kids. Yeah. But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I have to give him attention. Yeah. yeah. And so if that's it's uh, called being present. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> I've, I've just heard like, damn, you're so washed, bro. It's like, no, it's uh, somebody says that to you. Wash. That's so rude. Oh, bro. Rude. <laughs> washed. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's like you're a washed up actor or something. Mul- multiple. Mul- that's yeah. Disrespectful. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I condemn anybody who's ever said that to you, Vic one. But uh, yeah, but uh, really just hanging with my son, my daughter, like just doing doing family stuff, their, being a family guy, their, their things or just like. Yeah, not just, I mean, because I touch, feel, and do music all the time, right? So it's like, yeah, you have to, or else you go nuts. Like, it's like, no, you literally got to separate. So yeah, if I do games for like three, four days in a row. Right, back to back. Yeah, I'm not touching my computer for yeah. a couple of days. Yeah, that's dope, man. If I don't need to, Are, do you go to the movies at all? Do you watch mm. anything on on streaming platforms? I yeah, I don't really. <laughs> you've never been that much of a TV guy, binge guy no, to me. Do you know what I watch? What? You probably want. Uh, other We've had than, this conversation. No, like right. like Housewives of Real Real Housewives of that's like what Stern likes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Oh, he loves it. Right? Yeah, yeah. That so, and The Bachelor. Yeah, <laughs> I have a. I think it's you don't have to really think about it, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, it's and it's drama, which it, people love. The human condition loves drama, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like. Uh, I know you like uh, Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You got into it late. I was so yeah. late, yeah. but I'm such a Larry David yeah, fan. Yeah, bro, he's it's, the best. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I missed so much in my life. Mm like not watching it early on but then like the first couple of episodes, i was like oh my god this is who i'm gonna be when i get older <laughs> you know what's crazy is always it's better to appreciate it later as an adult i mean i went and bought hats mugs oh, like yeah. i was so oh, that's checked right. you had to curb your enthusiasm mug more i yeah, got more dude. like past. i yeah. know what to get you when's your birthday is your, your birthday already just passed by the way happy belated birthday Thank it was you. in december right yeah yeah december 13th, 13th. 13th. that's yeah. right yeah yeah that's right you just turned 41 two two yeah. and and how does it feel do you feel any different I just like it, man. Yeah. I like being this grown, grown right? I, yeah, I like this age. Yeah. I like what I did in my 20s and my 30s, but like 40s a vibe, you know, like like I was telling you early on like uh getting into like the whole house thing. Like I lived I lived in apartments my whole life, yeah. never had a back my own backyard. Yeah. So to like slowly uh, put this little house. It's a small little thing, but it's like it's my George, small little thing. You're a homeowner, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, wonderful. Yeah, so, you're living the American dream. I just wanted to, I, I just wanted some property, baby. Does it have a white picket fence? Uh, no, okay. no, 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 no. But a backyard? You gonna get a dog? I, no dog, no man. Dog. I I had a dog years ago, and um, I remember you had a dog when it came with that house that you lived. It wasn't it Oreo? Oreo, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. wasn't he like a little Shih Tzu? He was like a little, yeah. He was a little blend, but yeah. after when he was getting near the end of his life and like the peeing and pooping everywhere right. i just with the little baby it's just it doesn't work man no, i know and I, some people can do it totally i get it but just cleaning up after all that and then having a little baby around it just gets messy it's and then, a lot of work bro and then when you're paying for a new floor oh yeah i'm not with the shits literally <laughs> well the reason i wanted to ask about your birthday and all that and and Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna sum up here, but I, there's a uh, just a couple more things I want to get to before I let you go, Vic. Yeah, and that is okay. So you just turned 42. Uh, you're no longer uh, DJing on radio. Not saying that may never happen again. It could. I mean, yeah. I know that there's other potential things in the works that I don't want to spoil. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. I remember, you know, off podcast air, you were telling me, which is very exciting. What about Vic One in five years from now or six years? What do you see Vic One? doing other are you still going to be deeper into the sports djing curating playlist what do you want to do in that time i think i want to eventually compose or or curate stuff for either 
television, commercials, movie, something where I can have my hand or say in this should go here mm. in a film, in a show, in a commercial, something along those lines where with all this knowledge and all this stuff I've accumulated and whatever, this can go here. If that, it, yeah. I know it sounds so like vague no, and whatever, no. but that's kind of where direction. I'm heading. Yeah. It is. So yeah, curating music on, on that level. Uh, definitely have my hand still in sports for mm. sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. But in the next, that's kind of where I want to head is yeah. like really music direct. Do you want to start your own business? I mean, that's kind of, yeah. I mean, other than what you're doing now, which is your own business, but yeah. to actually have like your own production company yeah, or your own yeah. programming or what have you, you yeah. know, uh, something like that. I can see you doing that. I can also see you see you being like a program director yeah. of sorts. You know what I mean? Totally. Whether, whether in radio, but you know, there's program directors everywhere, in television as well, yep. in production. Yep. I can see you doing that, Vic. You seem like a director type now. Thank that's you. where yeah. you've gone to. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like I've loved music so much and it's like uh i've really studied it for years now yeah. and it's not just like a pastime thing Definitely. it's not no you're an aficionado yeah and uh i really love it and i love like knowing what beat machine was used in the early 90s oh. like like if i hear a song yeah I'm like okay that was the sp 1200 or the that was Kai. the mpc right yeah. yeah 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 right like i'm um, like th to that point that's like, like the level of uh prowess you have yeah. in music you can I'm, you can distinctly tell oh that samples from this old record that tribe called quest put out or or not if it's not even the specific title or something yeah. just like something about it yeah you know man. just no, something yeah something about it other than just the song yeah. is where i i really i don't want to say nerd out but that's where what, what, what i get the Nerds joy shit no no but <laughs> yeah. like that's where i enjoy yeah, yeah, it is yeah. like that you know or, the expertise of it, bro. Yep. Before I forget, I have to go back and say that in episode two of this podcast, okay, right, I talked about you. Oh, I shit, talked okay. about you connecting me to Fred Rogan and, okay. and the King's intro, and I played the King's intro not just once, the original version, right, the one that that we couldn't use the music. Remember, I played it. I played it on the podcast, and I played it again for Fred Rogan. But then, like a couple of months after that. Uh, we started coming back. I remember we came back to the station after, you know, not after because COVID's still happening, but, you know, people were starting to come back to work physically, right? And I remember the, one of the first times I got back and I, and I would come up to the studio to your DJ booth to see you and walk in. We'd talk our shit. You know what I mean? We'd be like, what's up? What's up, DJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you looked at me and you're all sketch. Give me a second. I'm going to do this break. And you, you went into, you blended into the next song. Check this program out. It was called, it's called Neural Mix Pro, mm -hmm. right? Neural Mix Pro. And you were like, this is the greatest, the best 50 bucks I've spent this year. And I'm like, yeah. great, what is it? And you're all, check this out. And you, you can, what is it, what is it called technically? What kind of program is it for those that are listening? So it's pretty much, it gives you stems of a, of a song. Yes. So you can only have the instrumental, only have the acapella, yeah. only whatever. So Fast forward now, Serato has Serato stems. Their new version oh. is pretty much that. It's that built in to Serato. Um, but they, and no knock to Neuromix, but they they pretty much got it. They mastered it? They mastered it. So there's it. no artifacts left over? Because Neuromix no. is bomb. Yes. But essentially, with every program that may do that, even inverting can possibly do that. I've never been able to accomplish that inverting. So what we're talking about, for those that don't know, right? yep. Neuromix is a program that, in my line of work, 
instrumentals are key. Making yep. a commercial, you got to have an instrumental. If it's if it's a commercial about the new Migos song that had come out in Culture Three prior to the album being dropped, I remember they had me do a uh, a commercial for it. Mm-hmm. But there was no instrumental. Mm-hmm. And luckily, because of you, Vic One, again coming through in the clutch. I remember I think That's you had great. already left and and I was like, Oh, thank God I have neural mix. And I made it. Now, mind you, when you're putting vocals like Migos Culture Three out now on all streaming platforms and you're talking over it and you have maybe just some artifacts left over from the vocals in yeah. that newly made rendered instrumental from Neuromix, yeah. it sounds fine. Mm-hmm. You can't even tell. But if you're trying to just play an instrumental on the air, yeah. DJing, yeah. and cutting over it, and it has those artifacts left over from the vocals, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound, it's not clutch. It, it's not the move. So so Serato did the- they, they stepped it up, huh? They, they, they stemmed it up, I should say. They, uh, like Tito said, put it to another lovely level. Oh, the super level? The <laughs> lobby level? The lobby level. <laughs> they lobby leveled it, bro. Really? Is the, it in Serato DJ the, Pro? The new version. Which is which version? 12.7,000 mm-hmm. or? I don't know, yeah. but it's it it's called Serato Stems. So you can literally do everything on Neuromix, but it's it's wow. there. It's there. Okay. But well, yeah, no, good, man. I'm yeah, glad you that. You really hit me to some new shit. Yeah, and I yeah. hip that to Tony Sanchez, who's the head of production. Ah, uh, he here. uses it. Well, he he was like, You buy it, Sketch, and then <laughs> and then when I need it, you can do it for me. Because he looked it. and he's like, I don't know any of that. I don't know what you're doing. I'm like, it's so easy. I don't I don't want it. I gotta go. <laughs> you know yeah, how he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but man, Vic. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, man, this was great. I really enjoy digging into the Vic One vegan Seropian past and the, the origins. Yeah. There's so much I can, I always tell my guests, when it comes to DJing, radio, media, yeah. music, mm-hmm. movies, TV, I can talk for 17 plus hours about it, especially with people I greatly admire, such as yourself. Vic. Thank you, man. Same. Yeah. So let's close out with this, Vic. You DJing in the sports realm, I should say. Yeah. Let's name the different places once more, the different teams and the different arenas that you're DJing for. You're DJing at SoFi Stadium for the LA Chargers. Yeah. Right? You're DJing for the LA Galaxy at the Bank Bank of America, right? No, that's uh, Dignity Health Dignity, Sports Park. Okay. Well, say that again. Galaxy's Dignity Health Sports Park. Okay. Yeah. And where's that at? That's in Carson. Okay. Yeah. Never been there myself. I've never been to SoFi. Had I not pulled out of the project, I probably would have been there by now. Uh, but that's my fault. Okay. Live and learn. Live and learn. And then you also DJ for... The Kings at Crypto.com Arena, right? Yep, yep, yep. That's right. So all these different places, man, you have to drive to yep. in the rain, Yeah. right? You, you still had games in the rain. This has been pouring rain out here for Absolutely. the past couple of days. Yeah. And how's that going from one arena to, do you have to have to go from one arena to the next stadium in the same damn time or the same day? Yeah, I did that actually in December. I worked the LA Bowl Fan Fest. That was like a bowl game at SoFi. And then I had a Kings game that night. So I literally did the Fan Fest, went home, just pretty much took a shower, ate something, and then just went to the other gig. Damn. Even though I was still clean, I just had to take another shower. I, I like, feel you, bro. You I, it was like freezing that day. And I'm like, I need to take another shower. It's like a bird bath. I, no, I just full-blown shower. Full-blown shower with shampoo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the whole thing. Like re- reloaded the deodorant and the gel and... I have a shout. Yeah, yeah I, bro. I have to. You're a clean motherfucker. I got to tell you, man. If someone were to be like, Vic One was on fire today. I've I, never, ever I, smelled you on fire. Because I will yeah. not allow it no, to be on you fire. You really take care of yourself. <laughs> I, I honestly can't even perspirate. You know, I'm as thin as a wafer. I have like no body fat. I can literally no sweat. It takes days for me to funk up. 
And I, I do it on purpose. You Let me just smell myself see right now. You just want to see where you're going to go. I think I might need one tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean, but okay. sometimes I'll skip a day. I, just because I'm working from home, bro. I don't, it's like I'm wasting water. No, you you, you know? are wa- wasting water exactly. for sure. Um, yeah. I'm just a paranoid f- guy. Well, plus you have kids as well. So it's good to stay clean. Not you know? even that. I just, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I just freak yeah. out if someone were like, oh my God, yeah. this guy's terrible. And you do take a lot of pictures, man. You know, you take a lot of, a, no, a lot I, of- I just, again, it's like, um, like, I've walked past people and been like, oh, wow. dude. Yeah, yeah. So somewhere to be like, dude, Vic was on desire today. I love, I love our off <laughs> off air, off podcast air conversations. <laughs> yeah. When you were on Big Boy Show and I come in and you just say some silly. Silliness. It would be great. But even in our earlier days, yeah. I don't want to reiterate it now. No, just, we but, get but it. But dude, it's so funny. This is why I feel like Seropian, Vic won the comedian would be something because you got some funny funny jokes man. Thanks, some funny man. one-liners bro thanks man you know? uh, maybe if something like one day but have you ever thought about doing stand-up yeah, yeah but i don't um i don't know i think you would yeah i think you would work, yeah bro maybe one day I'll, just because you're a funny guy naturally naturally and yeah, you're not really. trying to be funny you just have a funny way of being uh, somebody told me I was really mean because I got a kick out of watching uh, bad comedians, like that cringy part of their jokes not oh, working. Awkward ba- a bombing. Yeah. yeah, but I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And someone was like, you're mean for enjoying that. I said, no, they shouldn't have put themselves on the stage to play themselves. Like It's equivalent to being saying you're mean for watching the American Idol, the big, you know, the, the, oh, the, first, they, cut. the first round yeah, when like, they're just knocking them, well, no, especially when Simon Cowell was on. That was the best time. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, there's been times where I've gone to shows and it's just it's so awkward. I'm like, oh my god, I want to get out of my skin. This is great. Yeah, (laughs) I thought about doing stand up. People tell me I should do stand up, but I'm like, I'm funny in the moment. I'm funny. I'm a funny guy, funny looking guy, and maybe I can get away with it because I'm very animated when Mm -hmm. I talk. You know, I do a lot of arm movements. I do like a lot of inflatable yes. bar guy movements and whatnot. Yes. But I, I don't know. Being able to stand up and tell jokes to complete strangers uh, is a whole different level of being funny. I think now starting that journey of trying to, yeah. I, it's time consuming, man. It is, man. And then to like yeah. beat myself up for like not being as funny is like, why even yeah. go through that? Like, I'll you, just. Man. Well, rather, you make me laugh, bro. I'd rather just shoot the shit with you. Yeah, you know, that's right? great. And you know what? You did such a, a fine job on this podcast. Oh, it, man. It was, was really an honor to have you on, Vic One. Same, man. Just, and it, real quick, last question. What was the last Do You volume what that you put out? Seven. Really? You did seven volumes. Are you? Do you have an, another Do You volume eight possibly in you? The Do You series was his mixtape, DJ Vic. So mixtape. my goal was mm-hmm. to get to 10 and uh, then just stop. Didn't, well, I mean, you could still do it. I can still yeah. do it. With I'll computers be honest. and whatnot? No, no, no. I know. I just, I was in a different headspace then. I, I have to find a good bunch of songs right or what about like a sports do you where it's like it's sports driven then it would be a different style it would be a different style because the do you stuff was like yeah it was real hip-hop yeah 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 yeah, yeah, i feel you on that yeah it would just be a different underground yeah 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 yeah. so i would just have to pull a bunch of joints like that i just haven't been in the headspace i listened to it but to like put a mix together for that i just haven't what was when did do you volume seven come out what year was it all right oh yeah 
yeah. It starts oh, with an O. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, no. Wow, really? Yeah. That's right around when Obama got elected the Bro, first it was time. a long time wow. ago. Wow. Bro, I remember being around for that. You yeah, would give yeah. me the CDs. Mm-hmm. I remember you would give me t shirts mm-hmm. that, like, mm-hmm. you were a sponsor for with the I donuts. Just, uh, remember it was yeah, like yeah. fat or something oh, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. sprinkled donuts. I still mm-hmm. have those shirts, bro. Really? Yeah, man. Crazy. They look like blankets on me now because I'm, so, <laughs> I'm even thinner than I, because I used to drink a lot. I was like bloated back then. Bloated Omatic. It was oh, wild. Blomatic. Blow. <laughs> with both. Yeah. You know? All right. <laughs> All right. Vic One, let's wrap this up. It was, again, my distinct honor to have DJ Vic One finally on the Sketchomatic Show podcast. Thanks for having me. Honestly, this was really cool. I, I like what you're doing, man. This Thank is you, cool. Man. I cool appreciate stuff. you, Vic One. Yeah, I love you, sure. man. I love you too, my bro, for sure. And I only I wish you only the best I moving know you forward. Do. And uh, I can't wait to have you back on the show. Will you come back on? Of course. Okay. Come on, bro. Nice. Yes. Yeah, let's let's close it out with a sickest 100%. Yeah, that's right, too. It's your boy DJ Vikwan right here with Sketchomatic. Sickest podcast, bro. Broadcasting live from Burbank, California. I'm going to go back to Glendale, bro. We're going to get Starbucks at 9 p.m. and just stay up all night, bro. <laughs> At 9 p.m. Yeah, at 9 p.m. Oh I love it. All right, love you, Vic. Love you too, bro. Peace. Oh, good for you. And how was it? The Sketchomatic Show. Hey, too much information and shit, man. Shut your mouth, S.A. Okay, bye. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> yes. Vic one.